Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am Baron Von Dan Conroy. And I'm Bobby O'Rourke. Bobby, did I scare you at all with my attempt at bringing vampirism onto the podcast for this, our continuation of the Halloween Lawyer episodes? You sure did, because the whole time I thought we were hosting a different show where you were sort of in a Grandpa Dracula costume from the Munsters and you'd introduce some 50s sci-fi film I'd never heard of that was going to air at 2 a.m. And I thought, oh, no, I thought we were talking greeting cards. And that that was scary. I'd much rather be, was it Herman Munster was the dad in that show? Yes, I, it's her, been yeah. over a decade since I've watched the Munsters. Okay. Herman Munster. Fred Gwynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fred Gwynn, RIP to you, which I bet was a really long time ago. Um, <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed my Transylvanian accent. I hope you are all enjoying the Halloween season so far. I hope you're enjoying whatever a Halloween classic is for you, whether it's Nightmare Before Christmas, Hocus Pocus, something from the John Carpenter collection that isn't Halloween, maybe Escape from New York. Not exactly. Well, it's scary socially. Imagine if that happened, you know? Mm -hmm. Manhattan's a prison island. That's spooky. You might feature a Gremlins if that's that's your cup of tea. A Beetlejuice. Have yourself a Beetlejuice. Have yourself a merry little Beetlejuice. What else is there? Misery. I just watched with Maddie and... Uh, she liked it quite a bit, and I have to say it's it's quite a it's quite a film. You know that's that's a good horror it's a good horror movie that I don't think of because it's not Halloween really. It's just a horror movie, but it's a nice one to watch around Halloween. That is a very scary movie though, so I think mm-hmm. it can count. And it's also a Stephen King, which as we know is perfect for this holiday season. So I think that definitely counts. I was watching the new Hellraiser, but I was so tired that I was falling asleep during it. It's not a boring movie. It actually it's quite awesome so far i was just very tired while watching it so it wasn't a very good choice Mm. i definitely have to revisit the leprechaun films which is a little confusing holiday wise because you feel like that's probably more saint patrick's day but a lot of gore so you don't really know where you're going with that and in that vein bobby speaking of which because we're talking right now about the movies we like during this holiday season with your halloween and of course autumn in general after this will be november and thanksgiving if that's your vibe do you enjoy Because we talked last week, I believe, about trick-or-treating and our time having done that. I think both you and I trick-or-treated a little bit later than we should have. And beyond that particular activity, do you like the other recreations that occur around this time? We're talking apple picking. We're talking pumpkin picking. We're talking petting animals you don't know where they've been. We're talking rides made of hay. Do you like those things or do are there some that you dislike? It's been a while, but I would certainly carve a pumpkin if someone dropped one in my lap and it didn't immediately hurt me because they're, they're usually quite big. They can be very dense. Yeah, I think the one that's really fallen by the wayside is apple picking. And that's only because it's become so popular that whenever I go with friends or, or, or with Maddie or anyone, I think 
Uh, this is so crowded. And often because of climate change, it's sad <laughs> to say, it's not cold a lot of the time. So people are cosplaying fall, but it's 75 degrees out and they're in cable knit sweaters and, and jeans and thick boots. And I just think you must be so uncomfortable just pretending that it's 50 degrees out. It just, it it, it hurts me in, in a weird way. You took the words right out of my mouth because about four years ago, maybe three, when we were in a sketch show, we were doing a virtual sketch. We were doing a bit where we had to take photos at an apple picking orchard. And exactly what you just said, we had to dude up for autumn. We're talking flannel. We're talking jeans. We're talking boots. We're talking hats. We're talking sunglasses because like you said, with the oncoming onslaught of climate change as it is, it was a sunny day and it was near 80 degrees in September. So we were all cosplayed up like it was 45 to 50 degrees and it was actually double that nearly. So it was brutal, and we were sweating a hell of a lot. And it was really, that was the last time I Apple picked, actually. I haven't Apple Apple picked since then, because I just didn't have that good of a time. Because on top of the fact that it is still very warm to go, it is also the issue of they're quite populated now, because it's a very popular activity, especially for families. I'm not knocking that. There doesn't seem to be as many apples as there used to be. Also might be a climate change thing. And you are paying a lot more than you normally did. You... Oh, yeah. I mean, have you, you, you've you seen, I presume, the Chickam's Apple Farm sketch from Saturday Night Live? It's it's fantastic. I wa- Maddie and I watch that three times a year because it's, it's as a line <laughs> in a, like, for $45, you can get $9 worth of apples while picking. Get some apple cider donuts. They're donuts from yesterday. <laughs> And then that was, oh, who was the special guest on that one? Oh, it was Woody Harrelson. Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the um, the supervisor or whatever with the Halloween. He goes, they talk about the Halloween hayride and he goes, they're good boys, but if they grab a hold of you, you better run like hell. It was, that was, I don't go back to a lot of modern SNL sketches, but that one really took the cake. I really enjoyed that a lot. It's important to promote small up and coming comedians too. So uh, this uh, Saturday Night Live, uh, we've noticed and thank you for your work and we hope to see more from you soon. You know, I, I the problem is, is I liked those young rapscallions when they were known as the not ready for nighttime players or whatever they were called. I don't remember, I remember a young, what was his name? There was a comedian on there a young george carlin who was doing his strange comedy baseball versus football or something like that i couldn't make heads or tails of it so i turned it off pretty quickly but you know what it's just not the same anymore but you know that eddie murphy i gotta say i, I think he's gonna do great things i i hope so and god willing i've heard talks about some sort of dr doolittle film and and uh, maybe a second one so you know we'll watch his his career with great interest uh, to mm. quote emperor palpatine from star wars episode one the phantom menace <laughs> look as long as he doesn't do any movie involved being a dad and running a daycare. I think he'll be just fine career-wise and nothing bad will ever happen. Although I will put in for him doing a movie where it's just him over and over, but in different fat suits. Does that make any sense at all? Not the way you phrased it, no, but I see it in the way that one remembers a dream. So fine Mm, with me. I might be thinking of a Jerry Lewis movie. Never mind. (laughs) I love, I just want to put my two cents in here. My girlfriend and I recently carved punkies, some punky Brewsters, and Mm, had a lot of fun. In years past recently, because I didn't want to mess with an entire goddamn pumpkin and all that it came with, I actually went back to the Samhain tradition, as we spoke of last week, of carving turnips. Because for all of you ding-dongs who don't know, the original... You're carving... I just love that. I forgot you're carving turnips. (laughs) Hey, what else are you going to do with them? Eat them? (laughs) What is this, a famine? We're not eating turnips. They're gross. Uh, 
shout out in the DMs and no one has yet, but shout out in the DMs if you're eating turnips for and for reals. Don't like look up something on Bon App of fucking teat and then come back to me and be like, no, actually, they're really good with butter and brown. Sh- shut up. If you haven't done it by the time you've listened to this, you don't eat turnips and you don't. I've had them. OK, naps and tatties. I've had them before. They're no good. OK, potatoes exist. If potatoes exist then turnips are not needed. The minute potatoes are gone, we can talk again about turnips. But in the meantime, they're only good as decorations. And I will I will read your comments, which I know you guys aren't going to send, but we are absolutely not going to entertain a second opinion on this one. And I will make an argument for y'all carving them because they're a lot easier to carve than pumpkins, a lot quicker, because all you got to do is scoop them out because the insides are surprisingly soft. And go ahead and put a light in a turnip after making it into a face. There is some creepiness you did not expect. Most pumpkins are just cute, even if you make them scary. Turnips are never cute. They're always frightening. Wes Craven's new turnip town. (laughs) Wes Craven presents turnips. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would love to carve a turnip. That seems like also a tradition one could do if one doesn't have a full porch to put on. Because you need kind of a lot of space for a pumpkin carving because it's a big thing. But turnips feel more manageable. So I would be down for doing something I agree. Like that. Yeah, a table and a porch is definitely necessary for a good punky carving. And if you don't have that kind of space, then a turnip is really good for that as well. Also, if you're not, I think another reason why I didn't do pumpkins in the past couple of seasons was because of the wasted felt not doing anything with the seeds. And this year mm. we did make the pumpkins, then we roasted the seeds, and then we ate them, and that was delightful. They, I, When I was a kid, my parents always wanted to save the seeds, and I never understood why. I'm like, they're sitting in goop. They're gross. Why would you enjoy these? And then I did it myself, now that I eat like a bird, and I loved them. And I was like, wow, young Dan was stupid. <laughs> He he hated he hated foods for no reason. They were just, he, he loves broccoli now, and if 11-year-old Dan could see that, he'd be like, do you not know that how bad that is and how it doesn't taste good? You were young and wild once. It's okay. In your your, your younger years, you know, you rode a motorcycle with a leather jacket, you skipped class, and you didn't like uh, pumpkin seeds, you know, but more, you know, you were, you're were allowed to make mistakes is what I'm saying. I had a pack of Marlboros in my hand every day. I flipped off the five and dime owner. I wouldn't look at girls because they just wouldn't understand me, and now look at me. I, I bathe twice a day because I'm afraid of how dirty I get on the path. <laughs> You know, the smell of the innards of a pumpkin is one of the few things that will make me feel ill. I still like I like carving pumpkins and I enjoy pumpkin pie. It's just something about something about that earthy sort of wet fecund smell that I just I, I can't do. it. I don't know why. It's just one of those things. It's scary for me uh, as, as a holiday. I dislike thing. it greatly. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's funny with squash because all of it smells pretty atrocious until you get to cooking it. Because mm. when I was young, I totally didn't understand. Now, you like pumpkin confections, pumpkin pie, uh, pumpkin uh, cookies, pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, pumpkin steak, pumpkin steak. Oh, I love yeah. a good pumpkin steak. How, how often are you downing a pint of pumpkin milk before bed? I, I try to get eight glasses a day, as the doctor recommends, but uh, I just can't find a jug big enough. Well, your skin is questionable, just so you know. Thank you. I did not understand how any squash goes through that. And probably another reason why I was a incredibly picky eater when I was younger was the smell of all of them really turned me off to the idea of this being food. Mm. And then getting to a certain point in my twenties where I was like, all right, butternut squash, let's try this out. And then not even any sugar. I wouldn't like (laughs) thinking that that would be the adult thing to do. Just put sugar on it. No, uh, I like just a little salt, pepper, garlic powder, mix it in with some potatoes. Mm, That's delightful. little onion on top of it. Oh, my stars. 
That's so good. Have you have you had it that way? No, I haven't. But now I, I kind of want to. I've only had uh, I, I've licked the uh, the inside of a Reese's uh, a Reese's cup uh, wrapper uh, so far. But I got to get some more candy in my house. It's getting desperate. Did you have recently a pile of Reese's? God, married life's great. Do you guys just have piles of Reese's just sitting in the living room? Yeah. People asked if anything changed when you got married. And I used to think, no, I mean, I've known her for years and, and, and we want to spend our life together. But yes, there is a giant pile of, of Reese's cups in our living room. That's been the thing that's changed the most, I would say, is the pile used to be smaller. Now it's almost out of hand. You, you know, I have had, we have had, including you, a lot of friends who have recently done the old nuptial nuance, uh, which is what I call marriage. And that's what we all call it. That's what we all call it amongst friends and lovers, and which are our married individuals who we, our spouses is the word I was looking for. And what has changed the most in these situations I've learned is that every single one of y'all have got cool snacks and candy on the table, which on one end makes me think, oh, married life's going to be great. I can have candy and snacks. And then I realize, you know, Dan, <laughs> you're by yourself. You can do that. Well, not by myself, but I mean to say I might not be married, but I most certainly can get my own candy and snacks. I'm a grown ass man. So maybe if anything, it's just kind of my lack of priorities because a bowl of Reese's on the living room sound incredible right now, even if they're fun-sized fun-sized milky ways that i could just pick up whenever the heck i want that's just at work recently i found a big bag of caramels and left them in the kitchen and i find myself popping those into my mouth more often than probably a healthy person should for some reason i think it's like i left those in the kitchen as a warning just so they know i'm here and what you're doing is okay but i have eyes on you but watch your back co-workers otherwise the caramels are coming for you please don't put them in the microwave they don't melt well they put ingredients in them to make them super hard, so they're not going to melt on things well. Oh, caramel apples. Do you like those, Bobby? That's an autumn thing. I haven't had a caramel apple in many, many years. I'd have to try again. I was also not very good at bobbing for apples. I, I guess one could argue my mouth wasn't big enough, or perhaps the apples were too big, or I just didn't like submerging myself in a tub full of floating fruit and trying to drown. That... <laughs> All those things can be true, but the last one, the last one's got some legs on it. I remember just thinking, like, this is unpleasant. I didn't. I, I I was upset because I was a sore loser. But looking back, I think also deep down was I don't really like shoving my head underwater. <laughs> I remember doing it often because my birthday is pretty close to Halloween. And so one of the activities that would be done if we were celebrating my birthday or Halloween was the apple bobbing. And while I enjoyed it in the moment because I'm the kind of firefly human that just enjoys like activities and socializing. Soon afterwards, I'd be like, cool now i'm wet for the rest of the night because we did it relatively early and my head is just soaked because i had about this much hair a little bit less but i had a lot of hair and it was just like you've got a a thick a thick coat like you are you're a luxurious mane for the for the listener i'm 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 a little lion-esque right now if in hair not really in muscle but definitely hair and yeah so in those days it was the being wet consistently in the cold that wasn't a good time so i can definitely hear you there i also haven't had a caramel apple in a while my thought on it is I either want the fruit or the candy. Give me one or the other. I don't want to play this game of first it's overtly sweet and creamy and now it's crunchy and refreshing. There's I, that's just me. I, I feel the same way. I don't I'm not a big fan of salty and sweet. I don't really like chocolate covered pretzels or when they yeah. mix the flavors. I put caramel apples in that camp. I put the marshmallow peanuts there, which is who are you fooling? You know, 
whoever manufacturer of those come on we all we all know what's oh i here. completely for some reason you said that and my brain was only coming up with like peanuts shoved in marshmallows which sounds like a terrible time like oh, if marshmallows be. had skeletons and it's like jesus but <laughs> t- talk spooky <laughs> i could see the insides of that marshmallow dissect your marshmallow kids before you put it on the open flame I've never had one of those candy marshmallow pe- I they taste like banana, right? What what's the point of those? Yeah, that's the other thing too. They taste they taste that mild flavor of banana. I mean, they're not terrible. They're just so nothing. I don't even hate them. I there's a lot a lot of candies I would I would poo-poo more more vigorously, but there's just something about them that just screams lazy Halloween. It's like giving pennies out. You know, it's what are you doing? <laughs> I told you that story. I think we talked about it on the trick or treat episode about the individual in my neighborhood that gave pennies out in a big mm-hmm. jar. And uh, we were always pretty mad at them, but uh, we kind of understood. And it was an agreement that that's just the person who gives out pennies and dimes. Just be nice. And then we'll go to the place that gives us full size Hershey bars. It'll be better off. But if they're anything like red vines, I'm going to despise them. And they will be on my bottom list because as that's you know, right. Off camera, we we found out that red vines are far inferior to Twizzlers. They're 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 better cousin. Absolute trash. And Twizzlers aren't even as good as they used to be. But I'm not going to get into that because modern candy's just got its own problems, and I don't want. <laughs> The next pie chart that Bobby gives me to be overly skewed with candy talk, because it will be, let's be honest. So we will back off on that. But I just want to say, Red Vines, very bad. Very, very bad. Mm. Don't know I don't how- think they've seen the pie chart yet, too. That's still uh, That might still be in the archives, Dan. We haven't given the people- Oh, uh, damn. We haven't done that chart. episode yet? No. Stay tuned, oh. listeners. There's going to be a pie chart. <laughs> For the listeners, we uh, banked a lot of episodes early on just in case something happened. But you know what's funny is that new themes come out. We really, really want to get these episodes out. So we tend to just do those and put them in on the week. So don't get mad at us if sometime in January or close to Christmas you hear a what we'll call a vintage episode. Yeah, I'll be saying, well, it's a beautiful 80 degree day and I'm sipping a daiquiri on my beautiful, luxurious veranda. And then you'll say, well, it's January and all of us are trying to turn our heat on. So, yeah, you'll our point is you can't get rid of us. That's like the poltergeist ghost, you know, we're, we're stanking yes. around. You know, you'll hear in that very same poltergeist episode me saying something along while that big, long armed creature is coming to take the kid from upstairs. And you'll just hear me go, you know what? I am so glad that Queen Elizabeth II is so healthy right now. She, I mean, she might go another 10 years. Who knows? Nothing bad's ever going to happen in Great Britain. The pound is strong. Speaking of a strong pound, do you want to go over this card? Oh, Not I like I that, that, but I guess I'll have to. <laughs> Can't go back. Can't go back and not going to edit it. We, we're going we're going in. And uh, you know what? Actually, that unfortunate combination of letters is uh, words is an absolute really good, an absolute really good segue. I'm going mad. You're bad in abs- a thousand here. And ab- yeah, I'm, I'm doing so well. I need a dictionary in front of me. An absolutely strong. There we go. An absolutely strong segue to this card. Which, by the way, if you would like to see, go ahead and check our Instagram at GreetingsPod or Twitter at GreetingsCast. If you're driving, obviously pull over. Make sure it's not near a haunted wood where you can hear a whispering voice or a potential witch that you will see on found footage camera. But in either case, you can see that card here. And Bobby, if you have a look-see at this card, now here's the reason why the segue is perfect. This is another example. I'm not going to give anything away because we are continuing the theory here on greetings. If Halloween cards have a purpose, or my theory, which is they don't, and they basically just take on the thin veiled pallor of any other emotion you would put in any other holiday, whether it be 
Christmas or Hanukkah or your birthday or an anniversary or even sympathy or I'm happy to be with you, no matter what the goddamn opinion is, it doesn't mean anything when you put it with Halloween because this just feels like it came second to everything else. And this falls into not only that category, but also the PG humor that greeting cards follow in a line, but also try to be a little spicy for adults. And you're absolutely going to see that in this card. So I just want you to brace yourself when you walk in that this is another one of those cards that fall into greeting card humor that tries to get a little NSFW and does it with all the charm of NBC's primetime lineup. <laughs> I mean, I almost feel like I know the card already based off of that. I am looking forward to hopefully having some message that I wasn't expecting because I had no theory about Halloween cards going in, so I'm excited to test yours that they can only be wrappers for other emotions because I am looking forward to a spooky Casper ghost on the front cover and inside it says they, they put up a good fight. Sorry for your loss. Or, you know, tr I don't know what else one would <laughs> one would have here. Just Casper hanging out with Wendy in on her broom and they're both waving to us. And on the inside, it just says, you missed my scrimmage again. It's Tuesdays at 730. Grading cards are getting very niche these days. You have to follow where the market goes. You know? Well, Free they're for market. every occasion. That's what it's for. Like you just can bring them whenever something comes up and you're unhappy. You're unhappy by a card. That's give right. me your give us your money. That should be their slogan. Give us your money. Give us your money. All right. I am opening the card now. And OK. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. OK. I guess we're just starting. We're diving right in. Mm -hmm. uh, all righty, Daniel. Uh so uh, the background is sort of has a faded letter from the past kind of color. It's got brown on the edges, and it looks a bit like when you used to soak paper in tea to kind of make a school project look like it was from a colonial past. Uh, there's a what's probably an Adams Family-esque haunted house in the background as well on the bottom with some bare trees, you know, right on. Da -da -da -da. Da -da -da. And... Uh, some bare trees and some some dead grass, it looks like. That's all uh, colored like black stencil. And then in dark blue lettering that seems to be like bold typeface are the phrases, why trick-or-treating is better than sex. And sex is inversely colored. So the letters are blue on a whitish background and sex oh, is... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Day about about... Ah, scary. I think that was the Shining theme, but do not uh, ever talk to me. Yeah, don't talk to Bobby. You can talk to me, though. I've I've got time. You heard it here, folks. Talk to him, <laughs> not me. So it says, why trick-or-treating is better than sex. Already I'm getting the feel what you said, trying to be NSFW, you know, a little edgy. But there's four reasons, and they're listed as such. Reason number one, the worse you look, the better. Okay, I want. Do you want to go through these one at a time, or should I? Yeah, read let's them all do that. That, that okay. would make me feel better, so I don't explode all at once. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You have a lot to say. You so, got to let the steam out intermittently. <laughs> so, why trick or treating is better than sex? Reason number one: the worse you look, the better. Now, is this saying that the worse your costume is, the more enjoyable Halloween is? Is that the point it's trying to make? I think what it's trying to say, which feels a little dated now for Halloween, considering most people are just doing references from movies they like, myself included, is the scarier you look, the better. But because they're really trying to shoehorn in this not great comparison to intercourse, they have to say the worse you look, the better. Like, oh, you if you don't look good, you won't fuck. But if you look that same level of bad on the streets asking for candy, 
again, uh, or, or yeah, trick or treating. Yeah, candy, uh, uh, an activity often reserved by children. Then you will look then that's good for Halloween. That's the vibe I got. Yeah, already this card, I have to say, makes a bad first impression. This feels like when your dad's friend would send your dad emails that had hidden pornography in it and he would try to, you know, look at his phone or something and he'd be like, oh, my stupid friend Gil, like, send me one of those stupid videos again. I can't open these at work, you know, or anywhere, really. Right. And your dad's so glad that he, like, his friend still has his email address or still connected to him on Facebook to give him these messenger messages, which are just so beloved. Yeah, this first one, it just starts out sucking so bad. Like, the worse you look, the better. That just feels like an older way of looking at Halloween. I mean, obviously, there is still a drive to be. But that's the problem. It's the wrong. Again, it's the wrong wordage to get to the point you want to that you've already tried to shoehorn in, which is the worse you look. It's not the worst. It's the scariest, which I guess they're not analogous. Worse and scary aren't synonyms for for each other. I agree. I think at one point there was the thing at Halloween, like, oh, how bad do I look like? Do I look scary or gruesome or atrocious? But it just kind of falls flat here because that's feels very dated because now Halloween's a little bit more like just dressing up in general, which I have nothing against. That's just the pattern of Halloween. I do that too. But it's, yeah, so that's why it kind of falls flat because you're trying to say that people who don't look so nice then don't have intercourse, which I'm not here to be subjective about people's appearances, but I would say in general, plenty of people enjoy that activity regardless of how they look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, uh, it has that bad combo of the comedian who thinks being mean is being funny. So so right off the bat, I'm not digging this card. This card is already punching down. We've gotten to yes. the first sense and it's punching down. Yeah. So maybe it can redeem itself. I have to give it a fair shot. We are scientists after all, I've been told. The control experiment will continue. That's right. So number two, why trick-or-treating is better than sex. You can do it all night long. Bam, 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 bam. Bam, 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 bam. I mean, that's just good old-fashioned comedy right there. I mean, I'm just weeping in my seat. These yuck yucks are coming out. Neither of those are true. You can do it all night. Okay, so no! so this Sorry. is also Sorry. something that popular media, pop pop culture, uh, to to use the the current vernacular, has made something about sex where all the stereotypes are like they were so good at it they did it all night long. And anytime I've talked to a real person, I've always been like, is that a thing? And most people are like, no, that's not a thing. No, it's it's exactly it's this thing that is so Playboy magazine sounding Mm -hmm. that it was designed. I'd love to be proven wrong by that particular statement, but it does feel like it's a very like Playboy hustler magazine article written piece where it's like, yeah, it's a great thing if you have sex all night long. But never in my life has anyone ever wanted that, has mentioned how great that (laughs) is, has even brought it up in conversation. If anything... What I've heard in conversation with people, how going too long is a bad thing. And that's like, just to be candid about it here on this podcast, which by the way, you should not have your children listening to. It's like, no, going too long is a bad thing. So this, you can do it all night long. And then if I can get into the schematics of this, okay, so it doesn't work for sex. Does it work for trick-or-treating? No, no, you can't do it all night long. 
that's the, yeah, fa- that's famously the, whole... the houses close around you know depending on your neighborhood at what, eight nine p.m. If you're a kid, like nine p.m. Wrap it up. School tomorrow, guys. It's uh, Halloween's on a Tuesday night. You got that science quiz tomorrow. You oh, last year I did. Last year I did the thing where I was naive enough to leave a bucket of candy out and and put a sign that says just take one. And in forty five minutes, I oh no. A fool am I, let me tell you, a fool and his candy are soon parted because I indeed walked out 45 minutes later and that candy bowl could have lasted another four hours and it was all done. And I said, well, I guess that's it. And if you don't think that's what other people did, they were done by 7 p.m. They were not going all night. No one, if you are trick-or-treating at 2 a.m., I I'm don't condone truant officerness, truancy, but you know. Get indoors. Get indoors, you. You put out that bucket uh, and waited like three seconds and went outside to check, and then it was spinning on its base because it had so quickly been emptied, and you thought, well, okay, I guess Halloween's over. Like someone even took the sign thinking that would be like a trick-or-treat bit. But yeah, so neither this this rule, unless you think otherwise, Bobby, but this rule is a complete wash. It is. And you know what? Maybe we're just not, you know, the lovers we have always expected ourselves to be. Maybe we're the failures. Maybe we're uh, uh, not very good people in general and, and actually a detriment to society. But I'd be willing to bet that number two for this list card doesn't hold up as well as it thinks it does. No, I'm great. Oh, good. I was worried. Yeah, no, I'm great. I, I don't need to change. All right, fine. Oh, no perfectly problem. fine. Why are, you, why are you asking me? Yeah, no problem here. We're just two white guys talking about how things are fine for us. Yeah, yeah. We're two white guys uh, in our late 20s, early 30s, and everything's fine, and we don't need to change, and it's all good. And we're not no. conscious, self-conscious about it or anything like that. No, 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 not at all. I don't have feelings. I don't want them, and I don't want to talk about them. Yeah, and it's not codependent on both of us agreeing with each other at all on a podcast format. Yeah, no. I can't remember which one is agreeing with you, but whatever one it is, it's that one. I can't imagine whether or not we're agreeing or disagreeing. I got kind of lost. I'll bring us back. Uh, Number Number three. three. (laughs) Why trick-or-treating is better than sex. Number three, if you're not satisfied with what you get, just go to the next house. (sighs) Yeah, this kind of shit. Like, it's not even that funny. (laughs) It's just stupid. Yeah, that's that's the problem. It has that feel of pre-Rodney Dangerfield stand-up comedy where it was just... (laughs) Pointing out people in the audience and saying, Benny Look at this guy. Yeah, Benny Good, yeah. Or like the comedy that they have in um, Dirty Dancing when they go to the Catskills and there's just a uh, Wayne Knight just doing like w- like a uh, room work with people. Oh, at yeah, the yeah, pool. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like ri- like Richard Belzer in Scarface, yeah. like just, just <laughs> commenting on weird stuff. And then there was like a strange mime going around just like pretending to be a weird drunk man. This is exactly that kind of joke. Just like, take my wife, please, bit. And. Yeah, that that's all I have for it is just if you're not satisfied with what you get, just go to the next house. Just I don't know. It it, it kind of just lands flat like like again, like a like a comic in a men's magazine. And there's almost a joke here that's a little less crude and tasteless. But it's it's like if you're not satisfied with what you get, I thought they were going to say like it's easy to finish yourself or something. But that's not what Halloween's like. Look, I I am I enjoy comedy. I think you're very funny. I think I love. I to think laugh. you're very funny too, Bobby. Okay, good. I'm, we're back to praising ourselves. We needed that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty funny looking. See, that was self-deprecation. Very popular in humor. Sorry, go on. I've been told, but it, this. I don't know. There's, it's bad. I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't bad. mean to judge. Look, every comedian, you know, has to start somewhere. But this just is. You're right. So far, lowest com- LCD, lowest common denominator, as we learned in algebra class. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. It, yeah, this again is just. This feels like another punch down one. If you're not satisfied with what you get, just go to the next. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just. It's just one of those ones that's again just very dusty, and 
I guess it applies to trick-or-treating because you're right. That is the exact feeling I've had when I've gotten those like cinnamon coins or I've gotten real <laughs> coins like the pennies. And I've just been like, well, I can just go to the next house. And you're right. It usually is something better. Like this time I got Reese's Pieces and that makes me feel good. Or your tiny Bibles has happened to me once or twice, you know. Tiny bi- Yeah. Well, that's because all of you. It's funny. You grew up in a strictly Gideon community. so Yeah, that's right. We, uh, we, we completely disavowed the King James Version. I mean, my only king is Charles I and the Bible that he probably sold door to door. My only king is Charles III, if you catch my drift. <laughs> I'm joking. He's going to do some wacky shit in the next God couple of years. God save the king, probably. Uh, if you want to. It's up to you. God save the king if you're in the mood. God save the king if you're free. But, you know, don't, you know, no rush. I got a lot going on. Don't beat yourself up about it. There's a lot of of evaporating reservoirs I'd like you to get first. I have to congratulate you. I think this is the longest we've spent on the cover of a card because we're now at number four, the final one. Why trick-or-treating is better than sex. Don't have to fake moaning. Ay, ay, ay. What are we doing here, people? So this one caught me off guard. And it's probably my own fault, but I think it's also a testament to bad <laughs> Don't syntax. blame yourself for this card. <laughs> I mean, it's e- it's easy to do is the thing. So I, I want to try to give the card a little uh, a little space to uh, be right half the time, like a clock that's broken. But the so this says don't have to fake moaning. Now, obviously, fake is the verb, but the way it's laid out, I thought fake moaning was the entire action. So I thought it was just bad writing, like like mm. translated English, bad syntax, um, but poorly. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. so it said, don't have to fake moaning. And it's like, don't like instead of saying don't have to engage in fake moaning or don't have to do fake moaning, like it felt like the verb wasn't there. Now I know what it says and it doesn't make doesn't make the context of it any better. I just wanted to say that I feel like the writing was bad and therefore it's just bad from the start. Yeah, we can begin there. And I was going to mention also, you do have to fake moaning because you're not a zombie. You are not a Frankenstein. You are a person play acting as those things, which I've been told is what Halloween is about. So saith the old scrolls. They tell us that that's what you do when you go up. The whole concept of trick or treat is you're scaring people into their candy if you're going to go back to the old sages. So you obviously are bullshitting it. Otherwise, you're not getting the goddamn candy. There was a time where if you weren't scary enough or putting your back into it, they weren't going to give you the treat. So you have to really, you know, sell the damn thing. So it is fake moaning because unless you're actually going to take a nail gun to your palm or whatever, it's not going to be real moaning in my day men were men and people really did hurt themselves to moan to get candy in my day we took a wooden stick with us and we prodded deep when we wanted to get ourselves a snickers and we were grateful (laughs) my granddad had so many stab wounds in his thighs but man were the skittles ever worth it oh man i mean he was the he was the youngest kid to have diabetes (laughs) no sad um but (laughs) We both went silent. We we're like, I don't think we could pick that one up. I don't know how we could do it. No, leave it on the ground. It doesn't, it doesn't need to go anywhere. Uh, <laughs> this is the first, maybe with the exception of um, beer, ho- beer Birthday Horror, is the only card so far we've done that I thought you just made a bad first impression and haven't picked it up yet. If no. It's fallen in that category so far. We'll see what happens, I guess. Oh, well, if you'd like to continue, because I would like to see whether or not this thing has a Hail Mary ending, but I have a strong indication that it is not going to save the day anytime soon. It will absolutely... Let's just say this card is a lot like sex in like, in this time it can't finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Oh, Halloween is the funniest. Oh, oh no. Oh. All right, it's my, my podcast now. It's Bobby's. Take it away. Well, the second page is a white blank, which is so far an improvement off of page one. <laughs> I thought we could use a little. I thought we could use a little breath mint after that appetizer. Yeah, I need to come up for air. And uh, moving on to page three, the list continues. Lucky us. On a white, <laughs> on a white background, in the same black bold typeface, is number five of the reasons that Halloween is better. Or trick or treating is better than sex. Excuse me. Always guaranteed to get something good in the sack. Happy Halloween. And it's not even exclamation pointed. It says always guaranteed to get something good in the sack. Full period stop. Happy Halloween. No punctuation. Now, my theory is that imagine six to seven frat bros who, for some reason, said no to the life of being Wall Street creeps and instead decided to pursue their dream of working in the creative section of a greeting card company. But- they didn't have a lot of great ideas for the Halloween sector. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I haven't seen their birthdays or their with sympathies. Maybe Chet or Brett or Cred or whatever their names are. Maybe one of them is really good at writing sympathy cards. But when they were getting to Halloween, they were coming up flat until they started thinking of sex things that made them giggle over their Mountain Dew amps. And so they were just like, oh, I got a great idea. And they started writing the card down. And then they got bored. And they decided not to finish in the middle because, like you said, white background here on the inside. No exclamation. In a lot of our recent cards, we've noticed, I don't know if, I, I feel like we've both noticed this, Bobby, that the background theme tends to continue. In this case, like you said, there's a sort of older parchment tea-soaked theme, which is actually quite beautiful. And they decided not to continue that for the inside of this card, I'm guessing for financial reasons. And they also decided to not get fun with the font, which might have been a saving grace, but were sort of given the same rustic type, I guess you'd call it. It's not very creepy, It's but it definitely looks a little rough around the edge. It looks like old typewriter face, you know, something you'd find on a, a brand of typewriter, of which I know many, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm not a miracle worker. I wish you would be, but you were in Miracle Worker for a brief moment. You played the river they fell in, right? Yeah, I was the river and then briefly the well when that guy got sick. Oh, right, 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 right. You did a great job. I could barely remember what that movie's about. A girl, and she learns stuff. Yeah, that's it. And the review for my performance actually was performance gone over not so well, which I thought was mean. But, you know, a pun's a pun. I will say Roger Ebert, who was probably negative 20 when that movie came out, said uh, in the phrase, <laughs> that's a darn good river. <laughs> so, I mean, I just want I just want to ask you, I mean, just lands flat on its face, right? This last one. I mean, it just really just really is a doozer Rooney. Yeah, you're right. It It gives up. I don't know any other way to say it. It's just, just, it got tired. This card really thought it was, this card is a bad stand-up routine because it starts yes. really strong with a bit that it is sure is going to kill. People are going to be on the floor rough, ruffling in, in the parlance of our day. And then when the audience goes silent, you could just see the sweat beads and the tension and you could just hear the coughing in the audience. And then it gets to number five, always guaranteed to get something good in the sack. And even the crickets have decided that it's, it's too much to, to, to chirp any longer. Man, and, and it's so colorless in the inside, too. It's black oh, and yeah. white. It's got nothing there. There's nothing there. It is the ending of the bad five minutes where you have doubled down on your material that you were so confident in. You probably came in with a lot of energy because the beginning of the car just echoing you now was hack, but you're like, okay, 
maybe my energy will carry it and it doesn't because it's hack and it's bad. And then at the end, you are just red faced, sweat beating down your face. You just got to get done. You see the light. 20 more seconds. You want to make the most of it. Get one more out there. Almost as a fuck you to the audience, as it were. Just At to that be point, like, hey, you and the audience are enemies. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thing. like, okay, you didn't like my shit. I'm going to say this one more time, and then I'm going to get out of your hair, because apparently I'm such a burden to you, because you are. I've also been in this position, by the way, as someone who's done stand-up. I think we've, and, both, we've both been there. We've both yeah, because you did stand-up. Yeah, you've done stand-up too, so you know. We've done both sides of it too, though. We have been uh, audience members who are embarrassed that we're not laughing at really bad jokes and also have been comedians who are telling jokes that are not landing. And it is, it's a sensation difficult to describe if you haven't been there. It's unlike any other sensation I, I can think of. It'll humble you quicker than most things on this planet, I think mm -hmm. I can safely say. There's a lot of things that will humble you without... Also being very dangerous. And I will say, if you're looking for that, I would highly suggest doing five <laughs> minutes of bad stand-up. If you just need to, if you know your ego is rough and you need to burst that bubble a little bit, or at least, you know, a little, little air out of the balloon. Because as an audience member, there is nothing that brings icicles to the air quite like a stand-up set that is just blowing hard, which Oof. I've done. But, like, it, it will do it. And this card is a bogus stand-up set to the point where it ends with a white background. It's just like, all right, thanks so much. Happy Halloween. And they just walk off, kind of, like, storming off set. There's, like, one guy in the front row, like... That's it. Yeah. Rough times. Rough times in Halloween Town. Yeah, rough times at... <laughs> Richmond High. <laughs> rough time, rough times at Richmond High, which probably should have been the actual title of that movie when you watch it. This did nothing but solidify my opinion of these cards. But Bobby, I need to know because, of course, all cards deserve a place, even if it's in a trash can fire we make in our apartment kitchens. So, where does this card land for you? Before I do that, should I look? I think there's two more uh, pictures that that you've oh, included. Should I so, look at those oh my god, quick, you're right. Or? Okay, so okay, Cora, I want to be careful because we are running a little long. But yes, so this oh, right, this page yeah. here. Well, let me let, just for the sake of time, let me go ahead and just give you an idea. So the back of the card is nothing special, not even really anything to bring up. I just wanted to. Uh, I believe sunlight is the best uh, best exposure, and, or sorry, the sunlight is the best disinfectant. And I wanted <laughs> to call out the demons who decided this was okay to print and kill a tree for. Thank you, Tomato Cards for nothing also i'm guessing a subsidiary of dcistudios.com you will be getting a late night email from me once i'm done editing this show and then the last photo tells you where the card came from what this is the category it was under oh no, for <laughs> do you want to do the honors because no your, this your, is your, your this is your day in the shade my friend okay this is uh this is D dan conroy's new nightmare um, excuse me, Wes Craven's Dan Conroy's Turnups New Nightmare. That's Dan, wait, Wes Craven's Randy Quaid's Halloween Lawyer, Dan Conroy's New Nightmare. Turnups. Turnups. <laughs> so it Turnups! Says, sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so you found it in a section, and I want to know where this came from, how you stumbled upon it, because I'm sure the lore behind this is in many ways better than the card, but you found it under a heading in the card section that's in orange and black which is hollow inappropriate but it says for anyone funny the anyone for some reason upsets me the most because it just feels cheap and it like it doesn't matter so yeah where, where is this place that you like you said what what frat house did you go to where you got to talk to Cret and he said this is the best card I've ever made like where did this come from first off I just want to apologize to Cret Billemstein he was pretty cool with me over at Alpha Beta Alpha again <laughs> 
A B A A Alpha Beta Alpha again. Alpha Beta Alpha Beta Alpha again. They also call it Abba. He gave me uh, Mike's hard soup, and we had we had a lot of fun. He kept wanting to rewatch Anchorman two over and over, so it was a it was a rough night in that regard. But he did show me his cards that he recently made at his internship at Tomato Cards, and then I realized, oh, you know what? I think I'm just going to go to school virtually and not uh, do any of this. No, um, this was, of course, one of my many times at my local late night Dwayne Reed where I was going around their surprisingly large Halloween card section. And they had, you know, they're getting really big on it now. Halloween mom, Halloween grandma, uh, uh, Halloween birthday, Halloween just because. But this one didn't even say Halloween on it. It just said for anyone funny. And I don't know if that means for anyone, and it's also a funny card, or for anyone who's funny in your life. Like, you're a funny guy. You deserve a card, as opposed to my friends who are serious sacks of dump. Either way, they're wrong. That's the problem. That's the problem. Either way, we can't have them here. This is a a bad, bad place and a bad time for them to be. Yeah. But I just, I couldn't believe that there was such a generic theme, a generic title for them to all be under. For anyone funny. It's like, Oof. well, you failed in that category, so who else could this be for? Oh, wow. Okay, so now we can get to uh, the, the, the rankings, and I, I think I have to go first, right? As is tradition, I'm, I'm the I'm Them's the, one the that, rules, friendo. Them's the, I mean, what can I say? We're in complete agreement. This is... Uh... So, okay, number one, back to the theory that we were saying where there's... This is a pure Halloween card, but there's nothing there. This is a wrapper, a, a Milky Way dark wrapper that has nothing inside of it. What can I say? Like it goes, I, I read it and it pretty much goes right into the right into the bin. I don't really have a place for it. I'm sorry. I don't like to be harsh. I I I love to love. This just isn't isn't for me. Sometimes harsh is funny, and also sometimes <laughs> harsh is necessary, Bobby. <laughs> sometimes sorry. Sometimes cruelty is hilarious. <laughs> no, sometimes we listen. We must enjoy all of the fruits of the fine cornucopia of greeting cards, even the fruits that are nasty and spoiled, and also they're part of the nightshades that'll hurt us. So we have to. We have to recognize it. We must know thy enemies in this category. And to that extent, this card, for my rating, is an enemy. And much like Bobby, I will not be giving this any space on my fridge. I'm not even going to give it space in my trash can. I am taking this to a shredder. Whether I've got to pay for that at a FedEx Kinko's or I go to my office and use the shredder without asking anybody. But one way or another, I don't want this where I also eat my food and sleep and shower and any of those places. So very much like you, this is going right in a receptacle. It just, it doesn't, it's not even, I don't even know if it's ironically funny. Like you can kind of like keep it up and be like, it's so bad. It's, it's not even that it's just, it just falls flat on its face. It's, I can't have a bad standup set on my fridge. That's just like perpetually going. I, I agree. I mean, it's the worst comedy I always think comes from people who are so sure they're funny. There always has to be you either have to trust that an audience is going to follow you or that they want to be in on it, too. But there's nothing less funny than cockiness. And this card is such a cocky mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It this... just thinks it nailed it and it so hasn't and it's off-putting. It just is an off-putting card. And much like that same cockiness or honestly being self-assured and then realizing it's not going your way, this card is also the kind of individual who's doing its jokes and then in the middle when no one laughs goes, "Oh, I guess you guys didn't like that one." You're right. I didn't. Keep going and don't mention it. Yeah. <laughs> this but this card just keeps on trucking. So Bobby, I want to apologize for instead of 
giving you a treat. I really gave you a trick. And in fact, beyond a trick, I feel like I've lit up a bag full of dog dew and uh, forced you to open the door. And then whatever happens after that happens. But I apologize. I didn't mean to uh, uh, TP the house that is our good time here too hard. No, we have to go where the cards lead us. And you, you shouldn't apologize. And as previously mentioned, because we don't feel things and need constant validation, I won't let you. We had to look at this card because we, so far, the theory is playing out. I mean, what can we say? The, the numbers don't lie. We have another episode left for Halloween at least. Maybe, maybe more. We'll see what happens. But at least one. Halloween cards are kind of cuckoos. They, they they just wrap up other sentiments. And maybe maybe there's still time, but I don't know. The odds are looking grim for old Halloween cards these days. But you know what? I will not say no to a three-legged horse, especially when it's got the spirit of Halloween in it. This is a holiday that I love. I know you love it too, Bobby. So I do have faith that it can really bring it out in the last quarter mile, and I'm hoping it does. And I'm excited for whether it be one more week or two. We will decide those wins because it's our podcast and you ding-dongs can't decide what we do. And if we decide to do longer, we'll do that. But in the meantime, I will have faith that maybe my theory's wrong. I'd love to be proven wrong that these have a place that they deserve to be. And here's hoping that we find that. And we might even have something especially special for next week. Ooh, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe it's the same thing over and over again forever. If you enjoy either surprises or the same slop we always give you, Ding Dongs, be sure to subscribe at greetings pod on instagram at greetings cast on twitter be sure to find us wherever you find five uh five podcasts and it has to be five so it's got to be serial serial again this american life i don't know something to do with history and then us we're the only comedy podcast you can have the others are just news garbage and then i think there's uh mark maron's max keebles big move i think that's that's where he just watches every second of max keebles big move and he goes uh, back and forth yeah. and back and forth if you always miss the season where he watches big fat liar over and over go back and see that um love to see uh young malcolm in the middle man uh, be his best self so be sure to follow those <laughs> be sure to follow us and also be sure to write a review because that really helps us out and uh bobby i have caramel or candy apples which one are you taking uh oof. uh i'll take a caramel but can you can you put it in the microwave first to really soften it up i sure can beep beep here you go wait a minute that's not candy around it but it's something red mm. oh no i might have put a little blood on it Recording is great. That's it. And now we wait. Good night and get out.